Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Walt Gilmore, Bill Kennedy. Joey Devine! Jan von Brannicles! Darnell Valentine! Sean Keen! Jeff Lamp! Theodore Roosevelt Dunn! Patreons! Mitch Thunderstrike! Thank you, Mitch! Alan Hutchison Maxwell! Thank you, Alan! Kevin Farragut! Thank you, Kevin! Special guest, Mike Richmond! Musical guest, Kula Thurbles! And now, the temporary host of Rumble Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and I am here, as always, with my best friend and yours, uh, America's Uncle Dad, America's Vaxxed Dad, Uncle, uh, America's Vaxxed Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I did get uh, a booster shot and uh, I was a little under the weather afterwards. Sorry, this episode's a little late. Uh, apparently my microchip was uh, malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I have 5G on my phone. 
Yeah, I was I'm just going to say. I'm feeling much uh, better today. You, you got too um, many G's, bro. Yeah, and uh, I started <laughs> menstruating. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Check out Naomi Wolf's Twitter for more, but it's, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, just some business off the top. Round Rock Pod on Twitter.com is our handle. Actually, it's at Round Rock Pod until Elon Musk changes that for no reason in a couple of minutes. Um, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to give us money, which, speaking of, uh, Mitch Thunderstrike is, of course, uh, the commissioner of the Round Ball Rock Fantasy Basketball League. I'm not sure. I think there's spots open still. You can do that through our Discord at patreon.com slash roundrockpod if you'd like to join. Um, T-shirts in the link in the description. Phone number in the link in the description. Leave us a message. Sean, <coughs> it feels like it's only been like a week since we podcasted, but it feels like eight billion things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like we podcasted 20 years ago. Um, So Dame got traded, which I think we talked about last time, but then... Drew Holiday got traded, which we'll talk to the host of Locked On Blazers, Mike Richmond, later. But first, there's some news we gotta cover, man. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Okay, first off, the Charlotte Hornets have a new owner, uh, several players on drugs and or suspended, but we'll talk about that eventually later. But more importantly, a New Jersey sponsor. That's right, the most famous man in the world, Mr. Beast. Is, isn't it insane that that uh, man who is devoid of any and all charisma is the most famous man in the world, Sean? So I, I, I was looking him up this week. I think that also made me a little bit sick. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's like, and then I, was, I wasn't watching a lot of his content because that would take way too long. I just was reading summaries of his content. Mm-hmm. And I mean, recently he just, wrote about how he bought a grocery store and locked someone inside and blacked out the windows mm-hmm. and they were getting $10,000 a day. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand how that's like entertainment. He's like Lex Luthor. No, he's like Jigsaw from he's Saw. He's like Jigsaw, yes. <laughs> but he's yes. convinced people that, that it's like he, it's Jigsaw also thinks he's a humanitarian, by the way. He's like, I think that's right, yeah. yeah. He's like, you're a drug addict. And to make you stop being a drug addict, I am going to make you inject so much heroin into your eyeballs. That's yeah. exactly what Mr. Beast is like. And Mr. Beast does it, but there's also a graphic of him going, heroin and eyeball? Like, what? <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's important to mention, it's not just Mr. Beast. No. That is the Jersey sponsor. It's Mr. Beast's chocolate company. Feastables, which Sean, yeah, have you looked at the name of some of Feastables' uh candy flavors? 
Uh, I haven't. I see him at Safeway, and it, it's mm-hmm. so repellent. Like, like, why would you want to do well, that? Well, first off, their um, their their tagline is "Feast like a beast." Um, yeah, because Mr. Beast really looks like a cool, fit guy <laughs> that you you definitely want to be eating the same stuff as him. Well, they have um four different flavors of candy bar. Um, there's of course uh, milk chocolate. Okay. Milk crunch. And D's nuts. Oh, God. <laughs> I just. Man. Um, man. Do you know what his name is? Do you know what his real name is? It's I know. I don't know his last name, but his name is Jimmy. So, Sean, you don't watch very much YouTube. No, um, not really. What you learn watching a lot of YouTube is YouTubers just refer to him as Jimmy constantly. They'll be like, you know, Jimmy gets a lot of views. Um, well, his his name is James Donaldson. Mm-hmm. That's almost James Dolan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, don't you think Mr. Beast would try to get like an arena full of people to all play kazoos at the same time? That's mm-hmm. basically a Mr. Beast stunt, right? Um, the other thing, Sean, is uh-huh. you know how Mr. Beast got famous, right? He invented the worst form of YouTube video. Oh my god. That it, I just read it on his Wikipedia page, but please describe it's it. the one where he goes, We're gonna give this homeless man ten thousand dollars. and then they cry and hug him um that's the he invented that genre of uh youtube video i will say i think mr beast and lebron james have a lot in common um because it's like this there's this like they both have massive insane egos who pretend to be humble but also there's like this weird strain of like hyper capitalism where they're like that like they're shrouded in humanitarianism (laughs) right but it's (laughs) Um, so his breakthrough viral video was him counting to 100,000 uh-huh yeah but again invented the genre of exploiting homeless people by giving them too much money um all right uh Oh, Sorry, it's YouTube's unhoused. biggest philanthropist. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. There's also once it's it's also really bad because he's made it really oh, easy also, for he, children he, he, to get scammed. Yes. Because he's always giving away money. So then all these like you go on YouTube and like a lot of ads will be a fake Mr. Beast that are like, give me your email and I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> um anyway enough about mr beast the only reason i bring it up is um there are any youtubers out there who want to buy uh round ball rock um ad ads let us know our dms are open Mm -hmm. um it will cost you much less than a squid game video yeah Um, you could you could get our our rockables too yeah (laughs) um all right but Sean, it's time for our top story. Yes. The Sphere. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> we're course a music podcast, sphere. not a basketball yeah. podcast now. Um, Sean, the Las Vegas Sphere opened, and there are several NBA uh, links to it. Um, first off, Sean, do you know who owns the Las Vegas Sphere? 
uh, is that James Dolan? It is one the... James Dolan of uh, Cablevision and the New York Knickerbockers and JD and the Straight Shot. And I believe he's still uh, settling lawsuits about defrauding mm-hmm. all the people who invested in it. Uh, <laughs> so, Sean, my first question for you is when you go see the Eagles at the Sphere. Yeah. What wild visuals are you going to see when the opening band plays this? Honey, but honey, they can sting you too. <laughs> I think it's like basically like how the B movie depicted Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. That'll be James Dolan and various people in the Dolan verse, like Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like a, I think there's probably going to be like an evil Charles Oakley B. Um, maybe that guy Mike Miller, but not that Mike Miller, the guy who coached the <laughs> yeah. Knicks for like a week. <laughs> and then obviously there's going to be like a really solemn, uh, Glenn Fry B. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's going to be like at a quiet part of the song, so everyone can mourn. <laughs> See, mourn. I think it's just going to be the New York skyline, but like Inception, Doctor Strange. Um, oh yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. Like where it's all flipped around, and people are like the visuals, man. Yeah, is there like honey dripping off yeah. the buildings? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. And like, uh, okay. like maybe some famous people that he's um, like blackmailed, dressed like bees. You know, like uh, oh yeah, I could see that. Like Ethan yeah. Hawke wants to get his tickets <laughs> yeah. back. Well, Woody, the Woodman, Woody Allen. Now. Yeah, Woody um, Allen will do it. Yeah. <laughs> McEnroe, you know McEnroe would do it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. McEnroe will do anything. Um, in fact, John McEnroe, if you're listening or if you know John McEnroe, come on round ball rock. Yeah, why not? We just, we only we won't ask you about tennis. Yeah. We only want to talk to you about narrating. Never have I ever. And the we want to talk about the Knicks. Oh, we want to Knicks, talk about obviously. the Knicks. We will talk um, about the Knicks. But but I promise, no questions will go over the line. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, um, well, Joey. You cannot be serious about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Sean, the other NBA <laughs> link to the sphere is uh, guess who was there opening night to see you two at the sphere? I couldn't possibly imagine yes you could you could imagine it's the most obvious man in the world is uh, it is it someone who's very genuine in all of his uh <laughs> internet postings? yes yeah yeah a yeah. guy who's definitely a legitimate youtube fan who knows all the words to their songs it honestly might be the only guy in the league though who knows who you two is it's probably well, true okay i bet steph curry knows who you two who is but also lebron james um, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> he was there well because he's gonna own that las vegas team he has to be there he's already he's going he went to saudi arabia to get investors mm-hmm. this summer he told adam silver that he wanted the team and now he's in las vegas making connections at the sphere where deals get <laughs> done but also look Bono is the corniest man in rock and roll who also is like a gigantic fame whore. He's probably been to like LeBron James's house for dinner, right? Don't you think? Like, yeah, no, I just wonder yeah. if they had like a face off where Savannah's like, why don't you take your sunglasses off? We're indoors. 
And Bono just tries to make up a rap about it. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, I can, I'm Mephistopheles now. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm with the brawn, sunglasses on. What's the evil Bono's name? From, what's the evil Bono's name from Zootopia? Uh, uh, it's it's like Mister Mistopheles. Yeah. That, okay. Good. I and did the other say guy's it right. The fly. Yeah. And then the fly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Great. I saw that tour and I saw Poplar. Yeah. The big big lemon. Sean saw visuals, the big lemon. The visuals are pretty good. The lemon was cool, actually. <laughs> and the thing that was kind of cool about the the Zoo TV tour is they had a bunch of. Uh, cars and they used the headlights for light shows it was, it was very mm-hmm. cool and you got to see the edge do that one song um do, do you know who was opening for you two on the tour by the way and you know let me see if least? i can guess okay so it's gonna oh, be somebody you... they thought was cool so there's there's two bands one of them is a band that's definitely weird but features someone who became much much more famous afterwards um, and then the second one is definitely someone you two thinks is really cool, <laughs> but would you would not maybe think that they matched with you two, especially genre. Right, it's gonna be like it'll be like the butthole surfers, but not the butthole surfers. <laughs> uh, yeah, more fa- the this the second band is very famous, but just you wouldn't think they're a match with you two. Is it the you Foo can tell Fighters? That the, no, this was nineteen ninety two. Okay, so. Very famous, 1992. Uh-huh, um, but not was, like U2 at all, but I think Bono thinks they're like U2. Was it Pearl Jam? No, they're not even in the same genre. Okay, interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> think about one of the music cues that you've prepped for later. And think, like, in 1992, who would Bono's role model be? Okay. What he really styles himself as, which is a freestyle rapper. UB40. <laughs> no, uh, more, le- more legitimate than UB40. Like, actually cool, actually cool and good, but just not okay, really. Okay, it's going to be someone. Is it the Beastie Boys? No, more. Uh, it's not white rappers. Okay. Uh, so, is it. Um... Oh, man. The, I, I should get this. Um... It's basically Daisy Taylor's soul. No, it's <laughs> more. Po- it's like ve- they're very political. Oh, what's the name of a? Uh, oh, is it? Ninety two is too early for Rage Against the Machine. So yeah. is it? Um, no, these are these are black people. Yeah, what's the rap? The, the Rage Against the Machine is has black people in it. Um, uh, is it? Uh, who was Arrested Development? That is that is good, but like more legitimate than them. Um, That's the right avenue, but like no, like these are this is like a seminal rap group. All right, Sean, just give it to me. It was Public Enemy. That is bizarre. That is the and most then, bizarre thing I've ever heard in my entire and you, life. You will never guess the first group. So it was it was uh Iceland's own the Sugar Cubes. So wow. I actually saw Bjork <laughs> so long ago live. <laughs> Um, and uh, the sugar cubes are not good because the main guy was really obnoxious mm-hmm. and he just kept giving the crowd the finger and he'd go like, you're giving me the finger. I'll give you the finger. And mm-hmm. great. Uh, what a weird group. But what a what a lineup. Sugar cubes, <laughs> public enemy, ice cube. 
uh, sorry, you uh, two, and then calling the president. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did the president answer? Uh, he didn't, but it was, I saw this one after the election. Mm. So he told the White House operator that he was going to start calling Bill Clinton and bugging him instead. Great. Um, well, back to uh, the sphere. Back to LeBron James at the sphere, oh, yeah. Sean. <laughs> Yes, you're clearly a YouTube expert. A YouTube expert. I'm the YouTube expert. We covered That's that true. a couple minutes ago. Um, what do you think LeBron James's favorite YouTube song is? Because um, I think I know what it is. The one. What's the one that starts with Uno Dos? That it's Elevation. Say. That is absolutely. Uh, is that Elevation? I think yeah, that's isn't a different it? song. <laughs> well, Elevation is probably his favorite song, actually. <laughs> and bizarrely, I saw the YouTube. I watched the Kennedy Center Honors uh, this mm-hmm. year, and U2 was being inducted. Oh, wait, no, that's Vertigo. You're right. They're the Vertigo, same song, yes. though. But I, I think it's song. Elevation. Um. <laughs> so they could have done any... Uh, I guess Mary J. Blige got sick, and so mm-hmm. I don't know if Eddie Vedder was supposed to be there, too, or he was the replacement, but he could have chosen any U2 song. Uh, not one, because that was, like, mm-hmm. the finale, but... Uh, he chose Elevation. Eddie Vedder saying Elevation at the U2 yeah, Kennedy. That is at the Kennedy Center terrible. hours, ju- jumping up and down a lot. Um, um, that song is so stupid. It's I like, also, if think... you guys don't know it, it's like digging in a hole, coming from a soul. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I think it's was LeBron's. Yeah, that's, that's why I think it's LeBron's favorite song. Um, he he runs control with control. I think it's. <laughs> um, I also think his second answer would be Beautiful Day, but only because LeBron is one of the only NBA players who remembers 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's actually one of the rare people that didn't get that U2 album downloaded directly to their iPhone because yeah. he probably has automatic downloads stuff because he doesn't pay for data. Uh, see, so he would have had to like physically do it. See, I actually disagree with you there. I think he's one of the only people that listened to that album because, well, the one thing we know about him is he does not pay for ad-free Spotify. Yeah. So you know he'll listen to some free music on his yeah, phone. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you're right, because he's not paying for data, so he can't stream anyway. Yeah, so it, maybe yeah, his as favorite... Late as, <laughs> as late as the Cleveland era, uh, they would, the Cavs would get commercials while they were lifting weights mm-hmm. because LeBron controlled the music. So I believe Spotify eventually... No, it was Pandora eventually gave him a ad-free account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so other other people at the sphere okay, these people great. seeing you two is so funny to me dr dre <laughs> snoop dog <laughs> lebron james obviously i mean brian cranston course. sir paul mccartney <laughs> so weird how much do you think Cran- they must have paid cranston right i bet cranston is a youtube fan he's the right age i guess that i guess that makes sense um Look, they're, a, they're a good live show sure. they're embarrassing but they they definitely uh put a lot of production value into their shows for especially sure. at the sphere the king of production yeah. value um i mean bono, bono cannot sing at all i mean um that's okay. been the case for about 10 years but <laughs> So, first off, I want you to know I'm going to read you something. I don't know where this came from. I'm going to say that. Someone, 
Our our friend Ronnie sent just the screenshot of an article that I'm going to read you here. Okay. At the end of the night, Bono began cataloging his thanks. Quote, I'll tell you who's one hard worker. Jim Dolan, Bono said. You're one mad bastard. <laughs> I guess he's not wrong. Uh, he's um, always mad and he's a bastard. What, um, what, what I want to know is, do you think he then, do you think the article forgot to mention it, but then he went into this right after about James Dolan? Prophet, soul rebel, Rasta man, herbs man, wild man, a natural mystic man, ladies man, island man, family man, Rita's man, soccer man, showman, shaman, human, Jamaican. Bono is like somebody who read about rap music in a lot of books, but mm-hmm. never heard it and was like, I can totally do this. <laughs> well, Sean, we did one time witness him oh rapping God. with Jay-Z on a, in a video we cannot find that aired well, on of, MTV. Yeah, the, in oh. front of the Berlin Wall <laughs> yeah. also. It's in front of the Berlin Wall. It's Bloody Sunday. They're playing Bloody Sunday. Uh-huh. Jay-Z does a guest verse and then Bono does a rap but it's so embarrassing. This thing that aired on MTV, yeah. you cannot like find the video. Eve, yeah. I think, right? <laughs> um, it's it's like it's like how in the last waltz they just turned off Robbie Robertson's microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's like that where Jay Z comes up and it almost looks like Bono didn't plan it. Yeah, because they're they're just playing the like, you know, the the Mm -hmm. wipe your tears away part. And Jay-Z does, you know, like he's Jay-Z. It's it's a it's a Jay-Z. It's a Jay-Z feature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's not like amazing, but he's rapping with you, two in front of the Berlin Wall. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think he put a lot into that. He shouldn't have. Uh, But then Bottos is uh, again, like he's he's sort of yelling and rapping mm-hmm. and he looks like he he like steps up in the moment he starts rapping he becomes like 80 years old yeah it it's... reminded me of the time i saw neil diamond and he covered ub40's version of red red wine smart and move. he did he did an amazing rap the rap part in the middle he was like, with red, red wine, me and you be 40 are going straight to number one. Oh, <laughs> it was it ruled. It was so funny. He's the Jewish Elvis. All right. Um, Sean, James Dolan, I will say, is a madman because he did appear on right, the day before the sphere opened. Yeah, he did appear on the New York local news with a robot. This is the only sphere news I actually saw. I was trying to avoid it so I could be surprised and horrified, but this was. Um, yeah, just play I'm just going to yeah. play the whole 54 yeah, second yeah. long clip. I'm sure that something in here will become a drop, but yeah, here we go. Yeah, so it. I heard you brought a friend with you. I did. One of my enchantresses. The uh, how would you would you like to meet Aura? Hi, Aura. <laughs> Hello, Rosanna. I am Aura. Jim, Jim. Now, I guess we should mention here this is, that apparently this is the a sphere robot. has robots. 
yeah, uh, Vivek. And, Sexy uh, robots, not like the parking lot robots. Dolan, yeah. This is like yeah. a like a lady, uh, like a anatomically correct female robot. It is like, um, it's like if Fritz Lang was hornier. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like they uh, took a photo of that Alicia Vikander robot, yeah. and they were like, make this real. <laughs> make her make, but make her give her bigger tits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, all right, here, back to the clip. Uh, does Aura hug and kiss, too? What? No, wait. Hello, Rosanna. I am Aura. Jim, uh, does Aura hug and kiss, too? What? Is this who meets us and greets us when we come inside the sphere? I don't know that she's going to hug and kiss you. You're not going to do that, are you, Aura? If you are searching for someone to partake in physical affection, I am aware of several phone applications that might be able to assist you. <laughs> I think that was, that was a hard no. Um, <laughs> you did it. Bye, Aura. Goodbye, Rosanna. <laughs> All right. Wave. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite part is when he demands the robot to wave. He's, God. like, annoyed that the robot won't, isn't waving at the camera um, and goes, wave. <laughs> well, you also know that. That's James Dolan's copy. Mm-hmm. That, oh, like, yeah. Who, who else would say, does that robot hug and kiss? Are you going to fuck that robot? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> hug and kiss is like a predator's term. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to, oh, will you hug and kiss me? Like, no, pick one. <laughs> um. All right, Sean, oh, we got to move on. Robot. We've talked yeah, about I'm the sorry. sphere and kind of not the sphere even for too long here. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we just should say uh, uh, we're going to talk about the Damian Lillard and Drew trades with Mike Richmond in a minute, but we yeah. should just mention very quickly uh-huh. that uh, in that song, in that farewell song Dame released. Well, you have to announce what it is. I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, in, okay. in that farewell song that Damian Lillard released when he got yeah. traded. Um, it might not actually be a goodbye to the Blazers because he's also leaving his marriage in Portland. Yes, yes. Uh, Dame Lillard put out a song called Farewell. Half an hour, half yeah. an hour after he was traded. If you're not mm-hmm. familiar with this, you know, if you have heard Dame Lillard's music before, you probably know you shouldn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just you can look and see if they're supposed to. He also had a farewell post to the fans where he uh, used uh, the 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 bit of the puffy song i'll be missing you mm-hmm. so apparently portland's dead to him uh i mean he also or... opened his farewell tweet with the casuals will not be addressed yeah you're right <laughs> which again maybe he was talking about his wife because he filed for divorce <laughs> um maybe she was a casual i don't know sean let's do our division preview the Portland Trailblazers. We're starting with the Blazers. You know why? Because we have a guest to talk about them. Yeah. The, the host of Locked On Blazers, Mike Richmond. Uh, we had him on to talk about the Blazers, but we'll do the rundown really quickly before we get to Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. The Portland Trailblazers went 33 and 49. They were 18th in offense and 27th in defense. They said goodbye to Drew Eubanks, Kevin John, Keon Johnson, excuse me, Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, Yusuf Nurkic, Cam Reddish, Trendon Watford, Jeanathan Williams, <laughs> Justice Winslow, who I got to admit I forgot was there. 
I uh, believe but, you say his name Jonathan, weirdly enough. Weirdly. All right. Yeah. Um, but they're bringing in Mr. Dominaton himself, DeAndre Aiden. He's still using the nickname, just mm-hmm. for, for the record. Well, it was funny. Everyone went crazy about that nickname when he said it during media day. And I was like, man, not enough people listen to Round Ball Rock. Um, it Malcolm sounded like Brogdon. he was going to kill himself last year when he said that. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon, who picked one of the worst numbers a basketball player will ever wear. He's wearing uh, 92 90. for the goal, for the Portland Trailblazers, which I'm going to tell you right now, uh, a number 92 Brogdon jersey is definitely going to get your photo taken by a basketball player, uh, by a basketball at- blogger at Summer League two years yeah. from now. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses Brown to Monty Kamara, which, by the way, shout out to our friends at uh, Airbuds, who, um, when our friend Sean Hyken tweeted out that he heard Tumani Kamara was having a good, uh, some, uh, having a good training camp, our friend Mike tweeted, wow, sounds like there's not too many cameras there. Um, Ashton Haggins, <laughs> Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, Ryan Rupert, uh, Robert Williams, that's right, Robert La- Williams himself. No, Time Lord stays in Boston. It, that's the, <laughs> that is their nickname. He doesn't get to keep that in Portland. They the have weird, to come up with Celtics some Twitter. other weird, lame nickname for him. They should just call him, uh, they Penny? should call him Penny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they tried to with Anthony Simons. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean, which outstanding, oh, Sean is doing a thing where he gives every uh, team in the NBA, uh, he compares them to a winner of the Outstanding Comedy Series Emmy through the decades. Sean, which Outstanding Comedy Series Emmy winner are the Portland Trailblazers? Uh, Murphy Brown. Uh, Because just as Murphy Brown is the seminal sitcom of the early 90s, Portland is the city that's mired in the early 90s. Uh, they've got similar politics. They're feminist, anti-Republican. And most importantly, Murphy basically mm-hmm. has a Portlander in her employ. <laughs> she had a house painter. He was bearded. He was semi-employed. He kept painting socially relevant murals all over her house and never finishing. Uh, also, Murphy Brown uh, famously has a different secretary every mm-hmm. episode and they're never competent, which is basically the Blazers' power forward position since LaMarcus Aldridge left. Murphy Brown. Um, that's pretty good, dude. Um, <laughs> all right, to talk more about the Blazers and more about Dame's farewell song. <laughs> uh, here is once again the host of Locked On Blazers, Mike Richmond the portland trailblazers mike how are you i'm doing great I'm, I'm excited to be here it has been a big week a two and a half days of drew holiday on the portland trailblazers was fucking thrilling it was a ride <laughs> um and i'm ready for whatever's next i'm ready for the malcolm brogdon era to last upwards of seven days well this was actually going to be my first question for you uh, my first question. Well, first off, Sean, say hello to Mike. You haven't said hi yet. Hey, Mike. Mike, how are you? <laughs> hey, we t- we talked off Mike, dear listeners. Uh, yeah. We spoke off Mike. We greeted one another. Yeah. So, my first question for you, Mike, 
is Joe Cronin, the GM of the Portland Trailblazers. Is he going to just continue flipping expensive point guard into expensive point guard here with getting a little bit something else? He knows they can play other positions, right? (laughs) The way to follow this is to keep finding a expensive point guard older than 28 years older than 28 and you just you just keep going down you just keep going down the ladder and then you and then you can really by the end he will have acquired every you know uh every nearly presidential eligible point guard that there is in the league well here this is, is actually the reverse of how leonardo dicaprio uh, looks for girlfriends, actually. <laughs> See, here is what I think the perfect line for this to go is. I mapped it out today. Okay. And you tell me if this sounds right. Okay. So, Damian Lillard for Drew Holiday. Yeah. Drew Holiday for Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Malcolm Brogdon for D'Angelo Russell. Okay, That's yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. De- that, that actually will yeah. happen, yes. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell for Dennis Schroeder. Okay, yeah, now we're yeah. talking. Okay. Dennis Schroeder for Devontae Graham. Okay. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. All right, Devontae Graham for Patty Mills. Oh, a return of the legend. Right. Blazers, 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 Blazers. Wait, what team is Devontae? What team is Patty Mills? Can I guess now? what Patty Mills what is on the Devontae Rockets Graham? now, I believe. Oh, oh, I would not have got that. I Devontae thought, Graham. Yeah. Is Devontae Graham a San Antonio Spur? He, he is, is a San Antonio Spur. Let's go. Yes. All right. Um, all right. Then Patty Mills for oh, Russell. Patty Mills is on the Hawks. Actually. Oh, sorry. The Hawks. Yeah. Then Patty Mills for Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then okay. finally. Oh, no. I've got two more. Russell Westbrook for Patrick Beverly. Because it gets a, progressively, it gets progressively, the salary gets smaller and smaller. And then okay. finally, this is where I think Joe Cronin's getting going. Uh-huh. It's just taken a while. Patrick Beverly for Peyton Pritchard. Ooh. And that's what he finally gets here. <laughs> I think I think you're you're being a little disrespectful to Ty Jerome. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He didn't make enough money. I literally <laughs> just went down. I looked at point guard salary and just kept jumping down from like, would this guy get traded for this guy? <laughs> yeah, fast PP, uh, Westland le- legend. They just lost a, one of Westland's greatest residents in Damian Lillard. So they do need to add another uh, another Westland star. So yeah, you know what? Fast PP, come on down, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, the king of the high of the highlight workout when he was like a sixteen year old. <laughs> yeah, he would only he would play on the other team that would p- play the famous guys at the hoop summit, right? Isn't that yes, how it worked? He was the his, best yeah. guy on the on the sh- on the Washington Generals of the Nike Hoop Summit. <laughs> so uh, he came to like the Portland Pro Am that they have in the summer, where it's like you know just like a our version of high level workouts, but it's like Portland, Oregon, so you can you can only imagine. Um, and he had 90 or something, um, Peyton Pritchard did, and he was getting booed. They were <laughs> booing him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, bring him back. All right. And before we get into Drew Holiday, even though I guess that's the big news, we should take a step back uh, 72 Way hours. back in the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my other question for you that I wanted to start with is, are you personally at war with the city of Miami, its media and fan base? Yeah, Barry Jackson. Listen, <laughs> thank you for subscribing to the pod and the Patreon. 
buddy, <laughs> dial it back. Just take, just take, you know, it's just, it's been a tough, tough, tough. I'm telling you three full months you've been at it. Um, yeah, honestly, I think the thing I learned about this during the saga is that the Miami fan base is like really, really online. They're just a really online people. Mm-hmm. And, um, mean, they seem yeah, mean, <laughs> pretty aggressive, pretty aggressive. Um, and, and I do think that did not help, uh, Damien Lamont, Ollie Lillard get to where he wanted to go. I do think there was maybe just a tad bit of spite involved in him not ending up in Miami. Some of it is that Tyler Hero is not very good, but the rest of it is spite. Is most of it, though, Aaron Goodwin is not very good? <laughs> you know what it really is? Aaron Goodwin doesn't have enough clients to be a bully. Yeah. <laughs> what's he, what's he going to threaten? He's going to threaten like the Blazers can't sign Gary Payton the second. Well, that didn't work out great. They already, yeah. did, they already did that. And they... <laughs> Uh, that was a bad move for everyone involved. His only other client is Matisse, Matisse Thibel, who plays for the Blazers and recently mm-hmm. signed a contract. Um, well, he can't bully them. I'm isn't, looking. Isn't Demar his client? Demar too? is his client. Yeah, but was that really like you? You can't sign Demar Derozan. Do well, you think? Do you think the Blazers are still mad about Gary Payton though? Where they're 100%. like, where they're like. Yeah, you you said he'd only go to the Miami Heat. Well, you also said that Gary Payton the second was injected with Toradol last year. Um, <laughs> who can who can believe anything you say? I'm currently looking at Aaron Goodwin's client list, care of realgm.com. Okay. Um Support and there are and five retired men on it. Would you yeah. like me to name them? <laughs> oh man, I wish I could guess because they all gotta be like Oakland, Oakland connected. But yeah, give, please give them to okay. me. Okay, uh, Sharif Abdur Rahim. Okay, okay. Uh, Went to Berkeley, so Todd, yeah. Todd McCulloch. Oh man, uh, <laughs> what? The professional pinball player? Uh huh. Yep. Uh, Gary Payton, Damon Stoudemire, and Chris Weber. Well, good for the good. You know what? I'm proud of the good ones. They didn't get what they wanted. And they were publicly embarrassed, but um, they might have ended up in an okay spot. But I will say Damian Lillard looked very sad looking at his Milwaukee Bucks jersey on Instagram. He looked very sad. Um, I will say I will say this now. This is not to jump ahead from this 72 hours, but OK, so Portland first disregarded Damian Lillard's wishes and did not send it to the Miami Heat. Then they sent Drew Holiday to his Damian Lillard's mm-hmm. new team's biggest rival, the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And uh, in fact, Drew Holiday is specifically the guy who was guarding Damian Lillard when he had his worst playoff series of all time. Yeah, he eats mm-hmm. Dame's lunch. It's like it's it is really bad news. Um, it, it, Joe Cronin created a fake arms race and then traded with both sides. True American. There's nothing more American. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's trading the Taliban, aka trading with the Boston Celtics. That's <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Um, Sean, do you want to talk about devil's bargains here? Oh yes, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, so in in the Great Miami Portland Wars of the summer of 2023. Um, one thing that was interesting is that newsbreakers lined up on each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, team Blazers. Mm-hmm. Chris Haynes, team Damian Lillard. Wow, I can't Shams, believe it. I know. Shams, 
leaning Lillard, I think. Yeah. Just, you know. Um, Nate Jones pretended to be neutral. Pretended to be neutral, neutral, but still had like a pinned tweet about uh, insoles in his shoes that Dame Lillard pretended to wear once. Um, But uh, the result of that is that after all the PR had gone on each side, Woj's price was that he got to write one of the most embarrassing profiles of Joe Cronin that I've ever seen of an Mm -hmm. executive. (laughs) That is a do you think that's a devil's bargain? Like, is that worth was the juice worth the worth the squeeze in that one? He wrote the shit out of that thing. Like he 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 Woj doesn't write like that no. very often. Like yeah, no, no. And he was like, he was he called his editor and he was like, Hey, I'm about to write the fuck out of this Joe Cronin story. He's like, I'm about to show Chris Haynes how you write it. And he just sat down and just just cranked it out on the keyboard like he was going to win the fucking Pulitzer for that thing. Well, the funny thing about you mentioned the Chris Haynes piece, which was Dame's side of the story. The funny thing about each of those pieces is it feels like they should have been flipped because the one defending each side was actually more embarrassing for the side that was being defended. <laughs> like the Chris Haynes piece was like, and then Dame chickened out and was like, don't trade me then. And Joe Cronin was like, we've gone too far. I have to trade you. Like that was going to make people like Dame more. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, wait, and he asked that in September? Like that's... That's way too late to back off that. Kevin Durant backed off his after like a week. And then the Woj piece was like, he's just a Joe Cronin's just a man with a mole skin sitting in sitting in uh, sitting at a food cart like a man of the Portland people. (laughs) And I will I will say I think I found it embarrassing because of how much time I've spent writing in a moleskin mm-hmm. outside a food cart in Portland myself. So I was, I felt seen, but not, I didn't like what I saw. Well, I also think it's a little unfair to the people of Portland where you're actually, the second you move there, they actually legally issue a moleskin and you have to carry it around on you at all times. Yeah. The police are like, papers, please. <laughs> and if they, if they don't find you with a moleskin, you have to start riding a bike with gears. Yeah. It's <laughs> really embarrassing. I was going to defend my people. I was going to come in here and be like, we're not, we're just not all like this. They actually got rid of the, all the food carts downtown to build a literally a 35 story Ritz Carlton hotel. Like it's, Great. We're all Great. it's life's worse and <laughs> and you know get update your your profiles of us but i was at a um i was at a brewery today so yeah sue me <laughs> i do live here <laughs> i live here but i was i was leaving the brewery and there was a man sitting on a on a picnic table and he had his laptop open but he was writing in his notebook and he was writing with a pencil and he had a bespoke pencil sharpener sitting out on sitting out on the the picnic table and it was like he had freshly sharpened his pencil and was just writing away as i walked by and i was like you know what the city's not dead yet not dead yet (laughs) uh speaking of this i need to bring this up i I can't i can't i can't get out of here 
So in the story that Woj, he just wrote his ass off. I mean, I just, Woj is, I'm going to, if Woj writes another story like that over the next five years, it'll stun me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he includes a detail that, and I, I have to, I have to learn if this is true, that Joe Cronin was writing with a marker. He was writing with a marker. Mm-hmm. Secrets, NBA secrets mm-hmm. about what teams doing what and then who was interested in Damian Lillard with a marker. Mm-hmm. And he, he used a blue marker for Dame. He had other secrets in his, in his Moleskin handheld small uh, Moleskin 1186. I'm looking at the website, website right here, $11 86 cents uh, for the leather one. You can spend more for vegan leather if you want, but um, that's going to bleed through. What kind yeah. of fucking maniac is writing with a marker in moleskin? <laughs> like you all have done this. You've done this. I know you've done this. A marker is an insane thing to write in a moleskin with. It's going to go through eight levels of paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because he just, he just wrote down not Miami. He took out his little blue, he took out his little blue thing. He's like, not Miami. It bled it's, through the whole thing. He's like, yeah, he's like, it. well, there's no, I mean, it says at the top of the page, not Miami. So what's our next option? Yeah. Guys, I just um, opened up uh, Joe Cronin's notebook, and it just says, uh, all work and no play makes uh, Joe a dull boy. (laughs) Over and over and over again. Weird. (laughs) Um, No, that's psychotic. Like, writing anything down as an executive to me in 2023 is psychotic. Like, what if you... People leave moleskins constantly all over the place. It was described as like the handheld size, too. It's the most yeah. losable thing imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one you put in your back pocket. Um, you know what I really loved, though, in the uh, when I was starting comedy uh, way back in the early Obama era, mm-hmm. everybody wrote in a moleskin. Yep. And people were so precious about Myself it. Myself sometimes included. like. Yeah, oh, I have two in my backpack right now, and I have a backpack. That's I'm damning myself completely. Um, but sometimes you'd need to just write down your set list or something. And there were a few comics who were so precious about their moleskin, they wouldn't give you a piece of paper yeah. from it, like because like, oh, would Hemingway have given out a picture? Yeah. And they would always Hemingway came with giving these... out this note that says "Not Miami." Not Miami. That's, that's also what my set list says every time. Don't tell the Will Smith joke; it never worked. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about. I guess what what Portland's team is now. So they're already saying they're going to start both. Uh. Both Robert Williams and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I mean, is who that are they a lie? Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I. I. I don't. I don't get that. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they can play them. It doesn't make sense. I guess they could go gigantic. Who cares? And Jeremy Grant could play the three. It doesn't matter. They're not going to be very good. So it's like. <laughs> Well, that was actually, I'm worried they're going to be too good at the point. They are a little too good. I 100% agree. (laughs) They are. Luckily, the West is so good that it won't matter. Like, they just like, they're still like only better than San Antonio. I don't, I'm not sure there's a West team that's, Houston has a chance to be pretty bad. Things could go pretty far south in Houston. They're definitely going to try and that might make it worse. Yeah, Chauncey, Chauncey's going to have these guys, uh. Uh, trying hard. I worry about that. 
It just, I, I would say Chauncey Billups has done a pretty good job of coaching bad Portland Trailblazer teams without any assists um, until the end of the year when they give him literal just like players off the street. But yeah. uh, for the most part, if you need to lose, I think Chauncey Billups is totally game. I think he's ready. <laughs> But they are uh, they are good. Like they're going to play. I mean, Scoot Anderson's nineteen. He, he's not be very good. Mm-hmm. Every time is pretty good on offense. Yeah. Matisse Thibel's pretty good on defense. Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant is they a totally reasonable him. NBA they starter. <laughs> yeah, a totally reasonable <laughs> NBA starter who should play for another franchise. Um, what Eastern Conference contender might give them three draft picks or like a few pick swaps for Jeremy Grant? Is there like some deluded team like? The Raptors are just going to be like, look, Sean, yes, this is how we keep Sean. Well, the Detroit Pistons are going to trade for Jeremy Grant at the deadline to get him back to get him back. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Well, you know, if Portland's looking to play three centers at once, the Detroit Pistons (laughs) might just be. Team. Yeah, what they Robert what they view Robert Williams as a small forward. Jeremy Grant's their yeah. power forward, so they do need another big. I gotta say, having seen James Wiseman handle the ball, that could be pretty fun. <laughs> he makes his bed every night or every day, not every night. That would be he's not. Yeah, he demented. makes it while he's in it, like a cartoon yeah. character. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh are you sad about the end of the Drew Holiday era in Portland? I am. I am. I like Drew. I think he's a nice guy. He seems mm-hmm. to really. This is a weird thing to say, but he seems to really like his wife. Um, yeah, he loves like, his wife. Like yeah, Chance the Rapper. Thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the NBA these days, that is. Uh, it's a, a it's rare, notable. It's a little it's, bit of a rare thing. Yeah, it's notable. Certainly a headline. Yeah, um, that your wife goes to the hospital and it's because she's getting cancer treatment and you're watching your baby instead of your Kevin Porter Jr. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's refreshing in today's NBA. It is. It, so I'll miss him. Um, you know, he joins a pretty fun list. Steve Francis, Mike Miller, Pal Gasol. Um, guys who just never, who never suited up for the, for the fight and pinwheels, but oh. we're on the <laughs> roster briefly. So it's a pretty sick, it's a pretty sick group. So welcome to the club, Drew Holiday. Did Festus Azili ever play a game in Portland? He did not. Okay. Oh, that poor guy. That poor he's gonna He's a very prominent Warriors broadcaster at this point. He's very, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, he is good. Uh, Mike, my next question for you. Damian Lillard's farewell song. Yes, let's go. When do you? I got to pull up literally right that? here. I've been looking at the lyrics. They're good. There's good lyrics. I'll tell you that. When do you think he recorded that? Two years ago. Oh man, yeah. You know, okay. So this is another really. This is like a classic uh, sort of NBA media nerd thing. But when he when Dame took the meeting with at LeBron's house with uh, him the and Italian AD and, salad. Yes, the, the salad Italian and the pink wine meeting. detail. Yeah. It's such. <laughs> It's like, it's like, I know I need to like, you know, whatever a details, the soul of narrative. I know I need to get some details in here. <laughs> Italian salad and pink wine and rosé on the rooftop. Um, so I would assume somewhere he drank, you know, whatever he had a second glass of rosé and then he, he, he turned this out. You know, he's been making a lot of music this summer, but I would assume that he made this like, I mean, he was ready to go. It, was, it came re- out like, like an hour after with he, artwork. 
and he yeah. like was like a vi- yeah a video and he yeah. was <laughs> like my producer put this together real quick and it's like okay bro. thanks apple music like <laughs> Like, I, I got to get my head around this trade to Milwaukee. Let's just write and produce a song right now, this morning. Yeah, I mean, when you play with good people, your goals is the dungeon. I could never get replaced. They'll know sooner than later. An arrow pointed at who assumed it was greater. Amazing what I get in return for this labor. I continue leaving trails, but won't be for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I am personally really looking forward to Dame's like pretty straightforward, positive encouragement and leadership uh, now paired with the chaotic Lopez twins Mm -hmm. just doing like wrestling. Like what is Dame going to say the first time he sees Robin like putting Brooke in a headlock in the locker room at halftime? You know, they were, Robin was a blazer when he sort of started the uh, mascot violence. Mm-hmm. And I, it would be like, what's he doing? I don't fucking know. Like everyone <laughs> in the locker room would be like, oh, I don't, I don't fucking know what he's doing. He just, he shows up, he plays like he he just, he plays for us 33 minutes and then he does whatever the fuck else and all the other minutes of the day. So like, <laughs> I'm sure Dame is well, at least well-versed in being like, oh, Lopez is, yeah, I don't, mm, I don't need to even look over there. <laughs> Terry Stott's also there, Um, which I want to ask about in reference to the Dame Dalla farewell lyrics. He does say in the lyrics to farewell. So it's imperative not to believe the narrative. First off, Ugg, just know that what I left is better than what I inherited. Uh, Isn't this worse than when they drafted him? (laughs) Well, you know, I guess LaMarcus Aldridge is not walking through that door. Uh, Aaron Aflalo is not walking through that door. (laughs) J.J. Hickson is not walking through that door. Wesley Matthews is is not walking through that door. (laughs) I mean, actually, is he playing with Wesley Matthews again, too? Uh, I, I feel like Wesley Matthews plays. I think he's still a free agent, maybe. Me, too. I I feel like Wesley Matthews just got a job somewhere else. I'll anyway, find out. It's hard you to keep up. Talking. It's hard to he keep plays up. for the Atlanta Hawks of the National Basketball. Yeah. Team. yeah. He's him and Patty Mills, veteran backcourt in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they're benching Trey Young, actually. They're going <laughs> with the um... Yeah, they want they want some veteran stability. Um but seriously, I'm asking, is Portland are the Portland Trailblazers better than what Dame than when Dame <laughs> got there? I mean, I guess historically, yes. Probably. Probably. And like he he they hadn't won any playoff series or whatever. And he won them a couple. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I guess if we're uh, looking at the overarching, I just. Yeah, the like team the curve, is worse. The, the team the is bell curve worse was better, right but like they're worse now than when he showed up because yeah. they were pretty like they were they were immediately good. Like his yeah. second season, they weren't very good his first year, but they were immediately good and then good for like a decade. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and literally it was just like trade for Robin Lopez, get an NBA center on the roster and they'd be really good. Cause they have LaMarcus Aldridge already. And I don't think they have a multi-time all-star with all due respect to Jeremy Grant, but yeah, you know, he'll do well in Detroit. James, Wise, James Wiseman, come on home. Scoot might be, Scoot might Scoot's be a gonna multi- be good. Scoot's going to be, be awesome. Yeah. But he's a teenager. It's yeah. like, you yeah. can't, it's it takes it's a it's a sport for adults. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really good point. And what I will say, <laughs> as a Golden State Warrior fan, 
who played the Boston Celtics in the finals, the scariest guy they had was Rob Williams for the Warriors. Yeah, he's um, he's I think that's what you said, like they might be too good. I agree. They have like like a DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams center duo is like kind of enviable for a lot of NBA teams. Oh, it's like really the, good. Yeah. Yeah. In the modern era, it's like, dang, you can play. You, that's what you guys got at sub. Whatever. That's pretty well, the good. Other, the other thing that's good about uh, Aiden is while, you know, Phoenix just never wanted to give him the ball. Yeah. He actually knows how to set screens and like angle his body and help out a young guard. Um, he actually kind of is similar into LaMarcus Aldridge in that he hates being fouled. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big man who wants to uh, be a little close to the basket, but not that close to the basket. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he kind of went to like Chris Paul finishing school, mm-hmm. which is I think that's going to be a little bit helpful. Uh, he did not really go to the emotional part of it, though. I think mm-hmm. he's more a little bit more of an introvert. Uh, when he gets yelled at, he um, logs on to uh, an online. Uh, it just just plays a lot of plays a lot of NBA online 2K. video games. He yeah. plays a lot of it. <laughs> really? Very specifically, hypothetically, NBA 2K. Mike, what's a good place to hang out if you like to play six to seven to nine hours of NBA two K a day? You know, there there used to be this place in uh, in like Northwest that had like computers in the back, mm-hmm. like so you could just like get on and you know get your LAN party on. Yeah. But I think they turned that into a music venue because um, in the 21st century it was no longer profitable. But mm-hmm. that existed for sure at one point. That'll that'll that'd be all right. Um, you know, he could probably go to that that picnic table that my man was at with the pencil sharpener and just log, you know, log in on his <laughs> oh laptop. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> All right, my next question for you, Mike, is who's going to miss Voodoo Donuts more, Nurkic or Lillard? Oh, Nurk, for sure. For yeah. sure, Nurk. <laughs> for sure, Nurk. He's, uh, he... he 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 used to live kind of near Voodoo Donuts too, so he might have actually gone with some regularity. Dame lives in the suburbs. Let me have gingerbread with pretzel eyes. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you going to remember most about Nasir Little's time in Portland, Mike? Um, that he got he fell down in the bubble. And he got like so hurt and so dehydrated that he missed like a month of basketball and basically mm-hmm. never recovered. Yeah. Uh, he also signed a con. A, my, the thing I'll remember most about uh, Nasir Little is he signed a contract that was too tradable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's about One to play for like weirdest 60. rookie contract extensions ever signed. What well, was it, like five years for forty million or something? No, it was, like it was like, four for twenty eight. So it's like seven million <laughs> bucks is a so year. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he was like, like locked that in for four years. Yeah. <laughs> It's I think it's actually un, literally unprecedented. I don't think a first round pick has ever signed a preseason like before the season starts extension agreed to extension. That's that like that far below mid-level money. Like, I think he did something that's literally never been done. He's, so I guess what I'll remember him for is being a labor pioneer. He was like, <laughs> he's like, folks, would you like to be underpaid? But locked but locked in. To your way. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, I'm going to give a hometown discount that almost 
almost completely guarantees that I'll be traded the very first time that they need to match salary. For uh, immediately, as soon as a team needs to, to make the money work, it's me. He's getting traded again. Like the chances uh, that, he, yeah. that he plays, like there's no way he's going to be a Phoenix Sun for longer than a season. Yeah. Actually, they might actually might need him though if he's can run. Um, we'll see if that's possible. But my, oh, final... I think he's gonna play this year. Just <laughs> I don't know how great it'll be. Just, yeah. but it's probably gonna happen. Yeah. Um, my final question for you, Mike: Is Joe Cronin ever going to have to pay for a meal at Tusk ever again? He's in. He's in. Tusk is owned by one of those large. Uh, like food conglomerates. So not only will he get free food at Tusk, he's getting free food at Boxer Ramen. He's getting free food at Little Big Burger. He's getting free food at Blue Star Donuts. He's getting free food at whatever that other little thing that they have is called. Just guess what, Joe? Guess what? The corporatization of food in our fine city is hooking you up, baby. You can eat five meals a week. Let's go bring your moleskin. Bring that marker. <laughs> I'm very happy for him. I have to say, I'm I'm really happy for him. Uh, and then we have one last question we've got to do as our uh, um, with our Portland uh, trail. This is our Portland Trailblazers preview, by the way. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over under, according to ActionNetwork.com, for the Portland Trailblazers is. Not currently available. Hold Not on. on the board. It's got to be off the board. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's just say over under twenty two wins. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Ooh, I will go over twenty two. I'll go over twenty two. I'm also going over twenty two. I think they're too good. Well, the other thing is that because of the also a little bit embarrassing uh, Chris Haynes bombshell that uh, Portland faked an injury to have. Damian Lillard sit out for the last mm -hmm. 10 games of the season. Something that everybody knew when it happened mm -hmm. and yeah. didn't really think it was a big deal. Like this again, it's like an Aaron Goodwin thing of like, oh, well, we're going to dig up all, we're going to reveal all the secrets. Mm -hmm. Oh, that Dame Lillard wasn't really hurt the day after he scored 37 points and <laughs> played 42 minutes. Well, um, you know, though, Sean, they now Portland can't sit all. at. What's that? They yeah. gave him tour all anyway during that fake in injury. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they can't. They can't sit out um, DeAndre Ayton at the end with a fake injury. Mm -hmm. You are underestimating the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> you are straight up underestimating the Portland Trailblazers. They they planted a Yusuf Nurkic plantar fasciitis injury in December mm -hmm. to use in March. They are not afraid. They will lie. They will lie to lose. <laughs> they are they are not scared. They Nurk had plantar fasciitis and was questionable for one game, played for six months, and then was ruled out for the final 12 games of the season with plantar fasciitis that he had been, quote, dealing with all year. Mm -hmm. They're ready. I mean, yeah, they've been dealing with that alibi all except, year. <laughs> except I will say... <laughs> In the Portland Trailblazers defense, I don't really think you need to make up an injury for Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> well, that is, I did I did look and I was like, wow, it's weird that uh, Nurk had another injury prone year. And then you look at the game log and you're like, mm, yeah, 
actually didn't. No, no. <laughs> he just kind of sat out the normal games that a center would and then didn't play at the end of the season. Yeah, they, I mean, and the, and Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant, who their coach said, he Jeremy Grant had a, I think a quad thing. And they, it, Chauncey Bills was like, yeah, it's not that serious. He should be back pretty soon. And he didn't play for a month. <laughs> I was like, hey, dog, you need to read your emails. Like, they, I'm sure they they told you that this is really bad and you need to play it up. Like, Yeah, and, and, and normally he's like, okay, Chance Comanche, this is definitely the last game you're in the starting lineup. And he's like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, when they, when the Blazers benched uh, Skylar Mays, the guy they signed off the street, G League guy, <laughs> And then he came in and he averaged like 15 and eight or something, 15 and nine. And then they had to hold him out for two games. They're like, okay, chill. And he was on a 10 day contract. They were like, eight, that's an eight day contract, my boy. Like you are not playing. You have been way too good. So yeah, we're going to have to try out some other guys that we're uh, thinking about. Uh, this guy was the uh, sixth man of the year for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we got to give him a look. He was uh, pretty good when he graduated college in 2008. So we got to give him a shot right now. Um. All right. Thanks so much for coming on, Mike. First, we'll let you get back to your child now. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really mad that I, hours after she went to sleep, that I decided to record a podcast. So I'll, <laughs> I'm going to go wake her up and ruin the family. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you say where... good night to that baby, <laughs> Mike. Where can our listeners find you? Uh, Locked on Blazers, where we get podcasts. Um, it's on YouTube if you're one of those types. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, I, what, however, you need to listen to me talk into this microphone is fine with me. I won't judge you. I already have. I think is the point. Uh, yeah, it's five days a week, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, so yeah, listen if. If you enjoyed this version of it, it's almost nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> and also follow uh, Mike before uh, Twitter goes full fascist at at Mike Gritch. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'll tweet once every you know ninety days or so until yeah. it until it dies. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Sean, our next team is the Utah Jazz, which speaking of the Utah Jazz, I should say, uh, if you're a jazz bow, if you're a big jazz head, um, I'm the new producer of the Utah Jazz podcast, Unsalvageable, with our friends Sarah Todd and uh, Greg, Dad Sham Dad himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, give that a listen. Um Sean, last year, the Jazz were a surprising 37 and 45. They were 10th mm-hmm. in offense, 23rd in defense. Uh, they said goodbye to Adoka Azabuike, Vernon Carey Jr., Rudy Gay, Damian Jones, and Juan Toscano Anderson. So many former and future warriors there. <laughs> um, they're bringing in... John Collins, who they got for free, Keontae George, uh, a rookie named Joey Hauser, which I'm guessing that man's white, Taylor <laughs> Hendricks, Romeo Langford, Bryce Sensabaugh, and Omer Yurt Seven. Sean, which outstanding comedy series Emmy winner are the Utah Jazz? 
the Utah Jazz are everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> now, for basically decades, the Jazz have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like, they're objectively good. The rosters are well made. The advanced stats and the Nielsen ratings love them. And their fans are kind of old. But if you're browsing through Netflix, are you really going to pick Everybody Loves Raymond? And if you had a list of league pass games, would you really be picking the Utah Jazz? Also, Jazz fans are basically uh, Brad Garrett, a.k.a. Raymond's brother, Mm -hmm. complaining that the NBA likes other teams better than them. (laughs) Um, Joey Hauser's white, by the way. Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) um sean first question for you yeah what is john collins happier about not being in trade rumors anymore or not having to be around trey young anymore i think it's i think it's trey young i think that's he was so he had an amazing interview last year where he was just he'd gotten so far into the trade rumors that he was just kind of like yeah, whatever. I just don't, I don't care anymore. I can't think about this anymore. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm down to leave. I'm down to leave. <laughs> That's fine. Just, just do it already. But I think, I think he really didn't like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, guy that didn't help him very much. I don't think. So, yeah. Um, all right. Sean, would you ask me this next question? Because I actually know the answer here. Okay. <laughs> Joey, who will Danny Ainge claim to have almost traded for this year? It's already happened, dude. It's Drew Holiday. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Yep. Well, that actually, yeah, you're completely right. Um, he's gonna. <laughs> we're going to hear so much about that offer and how many future picks we're going to be headed to Portland. But uh, that leads into a second question, Joey. Mm-hmm who's the point guard on this team uh it is a great question um i mean eventually I four choices yeah. eventually it's gonna be keontae george i think um yeah, probably but i think it's gonna start out colin sexton yeah your other who's choices basically a five foot two guard um mm-hmm. but um <laughs> Yeah, Keontae George was the 16th pick in the draft this year. But I don't know, it could be Chris Dunn. He might finally figure it out. I hope it's not THT again. I'll tell you that much. It could be THT. I mean, now, Joey, is that going to be an issue, do you think, that uh, they have four point guards, which is like having no point guards? Uh, I don't know. I I can't decide yet if I'm high or low on this team. (laughs) It's tough, right? Because this team is going to be incredibly fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. John Collins rules. Lowry Markkinen has found his destiny in Utah. Uh, Walker Kessler is like a Frankenstein blocking shots in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, great. Colin Sexton, not my favorite, but, you know. No. But we do we do love a Frankenstein <coughs> on this show. Mm-hmm. We've, fan, we've always Fran- said that. Frankensteins. Yeah, I mean, I've... One of my favorite Golden State Warriors, uh, Kevon Looney, I've always said he uh, looks like a Dracula and he moves like a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> I actually uh, think they should start Chris Dunn, I gotta uh, say. Chris Dunn is really good at defense. The problem is, is he's really bad at offense. 
like almost yeah, unplayably I, bad. Um, I just think on this team that's kind of okay, considering yeah. like if he's playing with Clarkson, Collins, Markinen, and like Kelly Olynyk, mm-hmm. it's more like a grown up. Yeah. You know? Um. Um. I don't know. I, don't really I know like this- Will Hardy. I, this is a fun. A fun year. I will say I do think jazz fans and the jazz themselves are maybe. Look, they were a fun, fun team last year that uh, I just think they're. Remember that year that Dan Marley coached the Suns, Sean, and everyone was like, they almost not at the end. They were like, oh, Hornacek. I mean, not Dan Marley. Sorry. They were like, they almost made the playoffs. They had all these point guards. Yeah. They were so fun. They're going to win 50 games this year. And then they won like 32. Yeah. Sort of feels like that for me this year. Um, yeah. It's, um, I mean, I I kind of like all three guys they drafted, but all three of those guys are 19 years old. And yeah. uh, as Mike says, this is a league for grownups. Mm-hmm. So, the future's bright for yeah. sure. I, what I will say is their front court is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, like and <laughs> very watchable. I don't know if this is going to be a defensive powerhouse. Though. They're huge. I gotta say, yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> for are any of the guys that are going to start good at defense? I mean, I guess if they start Walker Kessler, Walker Kessler is good at defense. But like, yeah, I don't think Lowry. I, and I actually don't really know with Lowry. He is big. Yeah. But uh, I I don't really know if I see John Collins like shutting down wings on the parade. Yeah, you know? I mean, Colin Sexton pretends he's like he's got that Patrick Beverly in him where he like yeah, but you can just hustles really hard. Yeah. He's like my height. <laughs> um. Anyway, fun team though. Sean, my next question: mm-hmm. Rank these players and how much you believe in them. Taylor Hendricks, Lowry Markkinen, Walker Kessler. And Okai Agbaji. Ochai Agbaji. I definitely believe in Lowry the most. Mm-hmm. And then it's Hendricks. And then I guess it's Walker Kessler. And Agbaji, I just, I don't really know anything about him, honestly. Same. I don't, I, I have no real impression of him. And I, I sort of don't believe in him because he started Kansas, which isn't really fair, but <laughs> I've seen a lot of Kansas guys come to the NBA before. And, uh, you know, even when they make it, it usually tends to take them a little while. Um. All right, Sean, over under 35 and a half. Jesus. I would have gone straight under if this was like 37. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say under, but only because I definitely think they're going to tank. <laughs> um, I... I'm going to take the slide over. I think this is like a 38 win team again. Yeah, I can see that. I. Yeah, it's it's mainly just I think they're going to tank. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the only I do. I, I agree with you that on paper, I feel like this is a clear over. But I I just think Danny Ainge is going to. I just don't up. think this is a year you want to tank if you're a smart guy like Danny Ainge. Um. I think he always kind of wants to take a little. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Oklahoma City Thunder, Sean. Yeah. Last year went a surprising 40 and 42. Lost to Minnesota in the second playing game after beating New Orleans. 
13th in offense, 14th in defense. They said goodbye to Jared Butler and Dario Saric, but were those guys really there? But they're bringing in Davis Bernchans, Keontae Johnson, Vasilij Micic, Victor Oladipo. It's not uh, Keontae Johnson. Is it? Oh, no. I was thinking of Keontae George. My bad. Keontae Johnson is there. <laughs> Victor well, we Oladipo. Keon Johnson, I yeah. believe. So. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, Kaysan Wallace, and Jack White. Yep, that's right. Icky, th- Icky Thump is in town. <laughs> they better make the guacamole the way he yeah, asked them yeah. to. You know where he's staying? The Hotel Yorba, baby. <laughs> it's haunted. <laughs> Which outstanding comedy series Emmy winner are the Oklahoma City th- Thunder Show? Okay, this one sounds weird, but it's uh, the Red Skelton Show, which won what? in 1952. <laughs> uh, it was a show built around comedian Red Skelton and his crazy characters, but... Uh, okay, so it only won this one award early on mm-hmm. and never again, kind of like the Thunder's 2012 finals run. Uh, the show ran forever uh, because it was cheap, mm-hmm. just kind of had Red Skelton. Uh, it also employed Johnny Carson and Sherwood Schwartz. Oh, That's I follow even... his. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I have I follow his Substack because yeah. I'm a neo-Nazi. Uh, yeah, Mar- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the creator of the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both of those guys went on to a really amazing careers elsewhere, which seems like a hallmark of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Now, if I will amend this, if the Frasier reboot, which everyone's been waiting for, uh, wins an Emmy, it'll be them because it is about a beloved Seattle institution that switched cities for no reason. Wait, new Frasier's not in Seattle? No, it's in Boston. He's reconnecting with his son, Franklin. Oh, come on. Also, you know, Betty, it's going to be a fu- is gonna appear. You know, <laughs> he's going to have a fucking podcast in it, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> By the way, I was I was scrolling uh, through uh, cable last night mm-hmm. and I had to sit and watch this for a minute. Did you know that there was a show called Kelsey Grammer's uh, Historic Battles for America? No. What? Yeah, there is. Does he uh, fall off the stage every time? Uh, uh. It's like really poor reenactments. I watched about five minutes of the Brooklyn episode, which had like a Brian Cranston lookalike playing what? George Washington. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be about... Uh, Kelsey Grammer introduces you to eight historic battles mm-hmm. uh, for America. And the cast of this, they they have a lot of like military dudes, uh, mm-hmm. like disgraced General David Petraeus. Uh, okay, we got to move on. This is bumming me out, Hawk. man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Let's talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sean, first question. How high on everyone's league pass rankings is this team going to be? Oh, they're going to be real high, but I don't <laughs> actually think people are going to watch them. Yeah, that's the key with the, all, yeah. all the young league pass teams. Um, You're going to be like, eh, really? <laughs> oh, I have a question for you, Joey. Yeah, what's up? Okay, say you're announcing a basketball game and mm-hmm. doing play-by-play. What's the best way to distinguish between Jalen Williams, the guard, and Jalen Williams, the center? Uh, well, that's easy. It's good Jalen Williams and sort of good Jalen Williams. 
No, Joey. <laughs> the, the way you say it is Santa Clara Jalen Williams or Arkansas Jalen Williams. And you mm-hmm. say it every time they touch the ball. Oh, that's Bob because Fitzgerald. You're Bob Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Joey. Um, another mm-hmm. question for you. This roster has 18 guys under contract right now. Uh, look at this roster. Tell me who you're getting rid of. Because cool. actually, we kind of like these guys. So I have to they, cut three guys? got to cut three. Okay. Um, I mean, Aaron William Wiggins. Okay. I do kind of like Aaron Wiggins. Uh, Jeremiah. He's, a, he's Ro- a non-guarantee, yeah. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Yeah, I don't I don't really care about that guy. You um, see, like he's good in theory, but I feel like on this yeah. team, you're like, uh, we don't really need this weird center. And Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I they'll probably cut him. And I mean, I guess they could use his salary for trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna I don't I I was hoping they'd get rid of Isaiah Joe, but I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna he's too good. I also could see them uh, trading Poku or Trey Mann before the season. Trey Mann, they're not trading Poku. He's like, He's they're all in. On, yeah, but they're the all season. in on Poku. They're going to sign him to like a um, Nasir Little deal. You watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, God, yeah, you're probably right about that. Sean, my next question for you is um, SGA. Yeah. Had a breakout year and then was maybe the best player in FIBA? Maybe it was close. Yeah, I think um, he was. Is SGA really that good? Or are we get is he gonna get to the point where he's kind of overrated? I thought that was gonna happen last year, but uh no, he's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when um when Mitch Kupchak knew that Cherry West really loved him mm-hmm. and uh he made the Clippers give up like an extra second round pick to move up one spot. Yeah. And then he drafted Miles Bridges instead. Mm-hmm. That trade looks really bad now, huh? Yeah. But does it look as bad as just trading him and five draft picks for Paul George? And this isn't even like a shot shots on Paul George. No, no. Um, <laughs> that's probably worse. That's probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> they could have like done. Yeah. Like if you're looking in hindsight, You've got this team. You really have a lot of flexibility and a lot of picks. Mm-hmm. And then you get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And yeah. uh, you probably could have signed Paul George in like a year or two because mm-hmm. he wanted to go to L.A. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, it's, I, to me, it's actually totally defensible at the time, but it's just going to look worse and worse in the history books. It's going to, you know what I mean? If this trajectory continues of the Clippers being incredibly depressing and SGA uh, being an all NBA player. Um, yeah. Sean Chet. Yes. Is he going to play this year? Yeah, I mean, I think so. How I mean, many games though? <laughs> um, Are you worried about him? I'm going to say he is not going to qualify for the all NBA teams, which mm-hmm. requires you to play 65 games. games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the NBA is cracking down on rest this year, Joey. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know what, what they actually effectively did with that. Mm-hmm. They made Kawhi Leonard speak. That's yeah. what, that's how dramatic. He seemed really sad actually. Yeah. He was it bummed was, out. It was, it was really sad. Well, also it's like, 
I also think his defense was fair, where he was like, I was oh, actually I so hurt too. in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. taking entire halves <laughs> off with the Clippers because he doesn't play, did feel like playing, which is a rumor. That's yeah. maybe less defensible. <laughs> well, I mean, he he would come in at, like, the second quarter. That was the yeah. weird thing. Not, like, <laughs> not like not coming down at half. It's weirder to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's... It's weird, and uh, Adam Silver's now, like, just sort of pretending that rest doesn't help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he said something like, it's like Sudafed. <laughs> like, well, Sudafed was a large pharmaceutical company scamming everybody. There's mm-hmm. not, like, are the NBA teams, like, scamming themselves? It doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying that Adam Adam Silver is very worried about this new NBA TV deal. That's mm-hmm. what all of this is saying to me is that he's like, I really wish I could have renegotiated this before Robert Iger went back to Disney and started talking about how every part of his business was losing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. Um, uh, yeah. Here's a question for you. Do you think yeah. I'm I'm only bringing this up because uh, he was questioning drug companies. <laughs> Yes. Do you think Adam Silver has met RFK Jr. more than three times? More than three? More than three. Yes. I, yes, think, I, so yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like almost exactly like the kind of guy that Adam Sandler would weirdly be friends with? Adam Silver would weirdly uh, yes. be friends with? Yes, Adam Sandler that's why I brought is not friends with RFK yeah, Jr. No. But yeah, he's, he's in that Jared Kushner mode where it's yeah. like, sort of an idiot but related to a famous person yeah but also probably like, like spends a lot of time in the hamptons probably yeah and um, like you know larry david goes to a lot of basketball games i can see occasionally like cheryl hines would end up with mm-hmm. those tickets do you think he, do you think larry gives her a lot of shit about that yes i've actually i read a thing where apparently they were at some dinner together and he was just like yelling at rfk jr <laughs> <laughs> i love it um all right uh, Sean, question for you. This team is obviously no. going to be very fun, but no. when are they going to try and contend? I'm going to say not this year, baby. I don't know. Just... It depends on how good SGA is, right? Like, because if I will say the one thing about Presty mm-hmm. is like if SGA is like in a top five player, like if he's there. Presty will like try, you know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, he'll shift the window. Maybe, but he was first team all NBA last year yeah. and they didn't, they didn't do anything this summer. So I'm, and he gave an interview, which was very thoughtful about like, you don't want to go all in for anything until you know what we have. And I don't know. I just, I think they're still, they do, you know, they do potentially have a lot of like very valuable picks coming and mm-hmm. they're sort of betting against the Rockets. Like they actually have been aggressive in trading, like to move up for guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that's like Usmani Diang, mm-hmm. who I mean, maybe, but it's just the Thunder are just going to constantly be running out of roster spots like they already are. And so I'm I'm just wondering. Well, Sean, have you ever thought maybe he's just listening to jo- Josh Giddy? My team is always staying fresh. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. Uh, <laughs> I take it back. Uh, yeah, I mean, he might have said this to him. 
This year, take more control than ever before on your journey to assembling your very own dream team with the greatest NBA superstars. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, oh, they might. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he might be honest. You're right. Um, you know what? Withdrawn. Withdrawn. Simpressi, you're doing everything right. Because I just wonder, uh, do they have a lot of guys who can just post up and either shoot, pass, or dribble from one spot on the court? Yeah, uh, I can tell you. This is Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I kind of forgot we had all those drops. Oh, Were we, we got a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, <laughs> would the Flaming Lips ever play the Sphere? And or if they did, would that? How many bad drug overdoses would that cause? I mean, I think that as long as you could keep Wayne Coyne from directly interacting with James Dolan, uh, it would be good. But if they meet like any time before the show begins, James Dolan would ban him from the sphere for life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to just do it when the straight shot have a gig somewhere else. Basically. I think, I think Dolan would not like Wayne Coyne. Speaking of the flaming lamps, I feel like they're not around anymore. Is like Wayne Coyne like trying to avoid a Me Tooing or something? Yeah, I mean he's. <laughs> I mean, I think he anyway. probably should be. Um, yeah, what is he doing? I don't know. Anyway, it was a joke. Sort of joke. Joke. I know the Thunder at one point said he wasn't allowed to sit courtside anymore. Yeah, because he, he was always too teams. high of rooting for both teams. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, their over under is forty four and a half. Sean, what do you think? They won forty games last year. Yeah, I, mean, I think Chet could be. Is Chet worth good. five games. What's up? Is Chet worth five games? No. But is I mean, and not, one not more that... year of Jalen Williams and Josh Giddy getting better and Chet worth this five is, games. This would be a Giddy bet. You know what? I'm going to say over. I like the over bet. I wanted to take the over bet, but because you took the over, I'll take the under because I think okay. it's close. I think it's close too, yeah, because it's just it's hard to tell. Play in team, though, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, I think. Um, all right, Minnesota Timberwolves, Sean, last year went 42 and 40. They were 23rd in offense. God, Rudy Gobert really, really it, does it for you. The one thing Carl Anthony Towns is supposed to be good for is like a top 15 offense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, granted, he was hurt a lot of He missed year. a lot of games. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 10th in defense, joining the fam. Oh, I guess they got rid of Nathan Knight, who that sounds like a made up player. It's like a mascot. Torian Prince. And Austin Rivers. They lost Austin Rivers to the ringer.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> join, excuse me. Joining the team, Troy Brown, Jalen Clark, Vit Krejci, Tyrese Martin, Leonard Miller. A lot of fake names here. Shake <laughs> Milton and Dacian Nix. Sean, which comedy series winner are they? Uh, Joey, they're Allie McBeal. Um much like this show, the idea of having two high-priced centers at the same time seemed like a much better idea in 1999. Uh, some of the pots moved in slow-mo, and a lot of it revolves around a big baby named Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Or Carl Anthony Towns. Like, 
Okay, if they ever made that CGI baby talk, don't you think it would have a fake deep voice? Just like Carl Anthony yeah, Towns? I guess that's probably right. <laughs> I'm just a little bit more sympathetic to, to Towns. Not that much more, but... Uh... I actually find Towns more embarrassing than Rudy Gobert now, but it's close. Well, I mean, it's, Rudy they're Gobert always is neck French. and neck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rudy Gobert is like French and weird, and that maybe like I don't know, he's in a different country. I'm all like it's it's like the bus name theory where foreign guys it's doesn't really apply. And sometimes it's like that. That's why I don't think that Joel Embiid is quite as corny as an American player would be who is doing the same stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's enough. like, well, you're doing it in your fourth language. That's okay. Um, Gobert, okay, Gobert is more loathsome. Cat is more embarrassing. Yeah, I think that's correct. Okay. Um. All right, Sean. Let's talk about the weird... <laughs> the weird final... Ga- Did this team have the weirdest final game of the season ever? I mean, it was really weird that so many games were meaningful for seeding mm-hmm. in the 82nd game of the season. Like, it was very strange that I, I couldn't the Lakers have dropped to like 10th or something. Yeah, and something like that. It was really weird. Um, but what happened with the Timberwolves is that Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Slomo Anderson uh, and he got suspended for the first play in game, which was. Not something the the Golden State Warriors would have done. Mm-hmm. They would have uh, said that uh, Draymond just needed to take eighteen hours away from yeah. the team, and uh, they actually and would then, have suspended Kyle Anderson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> traded him immediately. Um, uh, and then Jaden McDaniels broke his hand punching a wall, mm-hmm. and with those punches, Joey, do you know if the news got out? You know what, Sean? I'm not so sure. If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. Sparked by the leak of the video, the incident did blow up. It went viral. It went viral. It turns out it it did blow up. It went viral. Um, So so arguably, uh, the Timberwolves ended up losing to the Lakers in the playing game by like two points, I think. mm -hmm. Would the course of NBA history have been changed? If Rudy Gobert didn't ineffectually punch Kyle Anderson, no, they would have lost yeah. by more if Rudy Gobert was playing. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they had a grown-up in Torian Prince. Uh, Nas Reed, they got to play more Nas Reed, man. <laughs> yeah, let's let's actually talk about that real quickly. Um, so they now have under contract Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Nas Reed. All of whom are signed for at least two years. I think Nas Reed might have a player option mm-hmm. uh, in the third year. What is going on with the center position? Uh, well, <laughs> Gobert is untradeable. Nas yes. Reed rules. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is the only trading him is going to be the only way to recoup some of these draft picks they got for Gobert, right? Like, isn't he, doesn't he just feel like, uh, maybe, maybe a Miami Heat guy? Like, uh, a Towns, a Towns, uh, Bam, Jimmy combo? Yeah, that Um, sounds, that sounds very right. 
I could see maybe Philly deciding that that was something they decided. Well, it wouldn't be Philly. Um, But I could, the the most desperate team at the trade deadline. And well, I don't think it'll be at the deadline. I think it'll be off season. I think we're looking at two more disaster years and then a trade at the draft. Um. (laughs) But yeah, that's like the reset where you, you, you extend McDaniels. You're stuck with, Gobert, and then Towns becomes a couple picks, so you can just make it Anthony Edwards's team for real. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they got to do it fast because uh, I mean, I guess his trade value probably isn't that high right now, but it might sink. It might sink lower. <laughs> um, Sean, they traded for Mike Conley's deal, which expires after the season. Uh-huh. They drafted a guy with a torn Achilles. Yes, their they did. big offseason pickup was Shake Milton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded for Leonard Miller out of the G League Ignite. Mm-hmm. Um, does it feel like this team is waiting out this next year? Uh, yes and no. Like, I think they do want to see Towns and Edwards play together for a whole season, but this and is go a bear, real. And go bear. And go bear. But this is like a, this is like a real keeping your options open kind of okay. off season where uh, I have a feeling they're pretty committed to J to McDaniels. So I think they have to maybe extend next year, but I uh, mean, he's cool. Love him. He is cool, but, it, but yeah, it really looks like, like the, some long-term investments and then some expiring investments at the same time. It's funny that you're so down on that because I actually like the fact that they did nothing. Um, but add Jake Milton and Troy Brown are like end of the bench rotation players. But like, I don't think Troy Brown's very good. He's not, but he can play 12. He can play eight minutes a game or whatever. Like, I mm-hmm. just like Conley. It feels like their roster is kind of set. Like I they I mean, they have guys, you know what I mean? Um, it's just it's just Mike Conley feels like he's going to get traded. He's pretty he's gonna turn 36 in a week i mean but they have jordan mclaughlin they have uh they have kyle anderson they have like they have edwards they have their top five you know what i mean they have mcdaniels like they're just kind of adding end of the they have nas reed they're just kind of ending adding end of the bench guys like and trying to keep some form like hoping that like the con the conley trade was enough and seeing what a full year of it looks like i mean they will be better than they were with d'angelo russell i just i don't necessarily think this i guess i think the offense will be better and the defense will be worse but uh i feel like losing torian prince and adding the guys they did is a downgrade yeah fair I mean, I guess, I guess you know, it's always nice to have Shake Milton around. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> They've got Luca Garza. Oh, um, never mind. <laughs> uh, okay, I have one more question for you, Joey. Uh-huh. A-Rod becomes majority mm-hmm. owner at the end of this year when he his broke ass finally ponies up for his third 20% payment to Glenn Taylor. What changes 
can Minnesota expect under an A-Rod administration? Absolutely nothing, dude. They're <laughs> set. This is this is it. I Sean. think I think a big painting of uh of Rudy Gobert as a centaur in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> um all I know is there's gonna be uh spots where uh, all the mirrors have been kissed, baby. Um, oh yeah, baby. Sean. Do you know who one of the assistant coaches is for the Minnesota Timberwolves? I don't think I know who any of them are. Oh, Pablo Prigioni. Whoa. Does that make you... That's going to bump up my win expectation. I was going to say. I also think he might might have to suit up and play. (laughs) I can see that happening. Um, I mean, he might be still eligible for a two-way, honestly, Joey. By the way, we, I think mu- he has, we might have I think to he has play three years or less of <laughs> NBA experience. We might have to play uh, this game, uh, an assistant coach game here, because I also saw a good one for the Jazz earlier and did not mention. Oh, great. Okay, I'm not going to look at any for the rest of these previews, and you just surprise me <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> with one of these well, guys. Well, I'll give you a Jazz. I'll give you the Jazz guy, Sean. Okay. Uh, did you know an assistant coach for the Utah Jazz is Jason the Jet Terry? For the Jazz? Yeah. <laughs> I would actually think he'd be a pretty good assistant coach. Uh, me but, too. Uh, Do you think, but I think he was, he's going to help Colin Sexton. Very similar players, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I will. I will be honest here. I don't really believe in Colin Sexton, but I mm-hmm. like Colin Sexton. Does that make sense? Yes, I do. Like... Like um, the things that the things that are his weaknesses are somewhat out of his control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, being being five eleven, being very small. <laughs> he's not five eleven. <laughs> he's like five nine. But uh, I I like him a lot. I am mm-hmm. pulling for him. I just don't believe in him at all. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. kind of a mean thing to say, but you know. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, man. Uh, I'll give you, you and know, Paul, the, Paul Lepergioni has played too many years to be two way <laughs> eligible. He's played four seasons. Uh, Sean, do you want to know the most obvious uh, Oklahoma City Thunder former player assistant coach? It's Is so it Nick obvious. Collison? No, it's not Nick Collison. It's not uh, Nick Collison. He's like a GM or something. Bobo um, Cephalosha. No, it's I uh, think backup point guard who we were really high on and then never did anything. Oh, um, backup point guard. I mean, I'm, I, I'm only thinking recently. I'm like, Ty Jerome? Hail uh, to oh. the chief, Eric Maynard. Oh, wow. That's for- amazing. That is great. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm so happy for him and, and the Thunder. Yeah, I, I, I definitely believed in that guy. Yeah, we loved him. Um, kind of no reason, honestly, in retrospect. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't remember what I liked, but... <laughs> Man, do you think you're do you think you're more likely to be a point guard if your name is Eric? I do actually. Especially yeah. if it's spelled a weird way. Like if you add a K, like it's a guarantee. Um uh, I'll give you okay. No Portland Trailblazers, Sean. No, I obviously their former player spot is taken by C B. Uh, is Chauncey Billups, but Citizen Band. Do you know who Phillips. their do you know who their first assistant is? Uh, think of the thunder baby oh oh the same rule uh <laughs> no it's not no McMillan. no no it's not a player it's a but it's oh, the, oh, uh, um, the, the thunder for sure 
Oh, um, oh, it's uh, Scotty Brooks. It is Scott Brooks. That wow. is correct. Um, Scott Brooks, do I really appreciate how much he would talk shit to Rick Carlisle about how much better he was than Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Also, good. Uh, Chauncey Billups' brother Rodney is also on the uh, the uh, <laughs> is also on Chauncey the and Rodney is pretty appropriate. That's yeah. a good. That's a good duo name. <laughs> um, you think he has a brother named Humphrey? No, great question. Doubt yeah. it, but we all right. We'll over under we'll forty-four out. and a half for the Minnesota oh, Timberwolves. Sean. I'm going under. I think I'm taking the over just to be different. Okay, These um, are good numbers. I, I they just uh, they they have a lot of adult adult NBA players. It's yeah. just I kind of think Carl Anthony Towns is getting games. hurt again. That's it's true. Kind of, that's kind of what I'm betting but on. But I actually think you want <laughs> one of him or Gobert hurt at all times. Yeah, because otherwise uh, you're playing. Apparently, those guys when they played together uh, just had were like. With them on the floor, they would have been the worst team offense in the league. Mm-hmm. And they weren't great. So, yeah, that that probably would be good if they were somehow staggered. Yeah. Um, all or right. staggering because one of them had a spring. <laughs> all right, Sean, you're NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. Last year, they went... 53 and 29 they won the uh they won the nba title for one over the heat they swept the lakers um fifth in offense 15th in defense some changes though yeah bruce brown gone jeff green gone thomas bryant gone icky thump gone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right. Jack White has joined the Seven Nation Army and has left the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, but they brought in to replace those people Justin Holiday, Jay Huff, Braxton Key, Jalen Pickett, Julian Strother, Hunter and Hunter Tyson. Sean, which outstanding comedy series Emmy are the Denver Nuggets? Uh, Joey, they're taxi. Mm, they're are a now, there's a bunch of very talented performers who have done great things in other places, but the most memorable character is a goofy foreign guy. Mm. And like Tony Danza, Contavious Caldwell Pope has played the role of KCP in four different programs before. Also, Mike <laughs> Malone absolutely seems like he could have been a cab driver. Um, all right, Sean, playing our new game that I invented. Okay. <laughs> Um, in this episode, a <laughs> lot of fun choices here. Jan Sanders, Saunders himself is, of course, on the staff. But wow. taking up the former player spot is one of the strangest looking men ever. The oh. only NBA player I know whose son was a top five pick in the NHL draft. Is this Popeye Jones? It is Popeye Jones wow. as an assistant coach for the I'm Denver amazed, Nuggets. Amazing. <laughs> Um, also, yes. Rick Adelman's son, along with Flip Saunders' son, on wow. this. Wow! So this is, is really... that why Tim Connolly left for the for the Timberwolves? <laughs> Did, were they secret agents getting him out of there? Um, 
Also, Onion Stoyakovich is that Peja Stoyakovich's son. How I many sort of sons so. are on this? Uh... Wow. Well, and Mike Malone's Mike dad Malone. was an NBA. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's see. Is Onion Stoyakovich? He's forty-two. Yeah, Peja's forty-six. Yeah, so he's not. It's too bad, but maybe I mean, it's his I brother. I do or believe something. that that Peja Stoyakovich was probably be capable uh-huh. of siring a child at like age six, but uh-huh. I didn't believe four. Uh, also, they have a guy named Elvis Valcarcel. Uh, Elvis, the only first Elvis coach. Um, Sean, yeah. Nuggets lost Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and Ish Smith. Rank the impact of those departures on a scale of one to four twenty. Uh Bruce Brown, that's a that's a sick three eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Amber uh, is the color of his energy. Jeff Green uh is a ninety-two and uh Ish Smith is a ten. You know what's funny about that? I Bruce Brown, of course, is the higher profile one. Yeah. But I actually think Jeff, they're going to miss Jeff Green more. Um, there's kind of not another guy on the roster that can replace that sized guy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why he left, really. Maybe he got, did he get a two-year deal or I something? I think he with got Houston? more money, yeah. He got money. <laughs> I will say he is 37 years old, though. But Jeff Green stays making money, baby. I guess you so. know this about him. I mean, he's has he been on, he's been on the Rockets before, so this will not add to his total teams that he's played mm-hmm. for. Uh, do you want to tell me? Do you want to guess how many that is? Is it eight? Uh, higher. Twelve. Lower. Eleven. It's eleven. It's eleven. Wow. But he's been on the Rockets. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. Denver's mascot, Rocky the Mountain Lion, makes six hundred twenty-five thousand per year. What is going on with that? <laughs> uh, so there are a couple of things that I think that maybe he is supplying Mike Malone with Propecia. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, Mike Malone was bald before. I know he <laughs> was cutting his hair short, but it it's almost like a Jeremy Piven situation mm-hmm. here. Uh, it could be HGH. He might have an HGH dealer uh, or something else because he did pass out that one time with a drug overdose when he was being lowered uh, from the ceiling. So, Rocket the mascot. I thought you were talking about Mike Malone. I was like, oh, no, I no, do no, not no. Rocky remember the, this Rocky story. The mascot. No, Rocky the mascot. Uh, and then the other possibility is that he knows deep, dark secrets about the George Carl era. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's his hush money. <laughs> um. He's got the tapes where Bruce, it's all the really racist stuff that George Carl didn't put in his book alongside the other sort of racist stuff. I actually have a, I think he's a cronky. Oh, that oh, is, that man, there you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's somehow related to the cronkies. Um, <laughs> Sean, what's Michael Porter Jr.'s next scandal going to be? Ooh, this is a good one. This is an um, easy one, I think. Oh, oh, you, you should take this one. I think he's just going to request a trade in like oh, oh. two months for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that. Is there like, like wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want out. 
What if they trade him for Bruce Brown? Uh, yeah. The other thing I was thinking is um, like a real low ride version of the DeAndre Fox metaverse scam. Well, that's pretty good. Where it's just not even well thought out, but it's like a phone. It's like a downloadable phone game that's mm-hmm. just like purely a virus. Mm-hmm. Sean, have you seen the trailer yet for the new David Ayer Jason Statham movie? Speaking is that of the beekeeper, the beekeeper. Yes, <laughs> I, I did watch it, Joey. Mm. Uh, I for those stunned. of you that don't, for those of you that don't know, the Beekeeper is a movie where Jason Statham is John Wicking internet phishing pop up ads. <laughs> <laughs> I so... can see Michael Porter getting uh, beekeepered for sure. Yeah, think, yeah he's like the he's following in Bobon's footsteps. Um, All right, um, I could I also big, see oh, him ahead, getting scammed the other way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. Michael Porter Jr. downloaded uh, like one of those porn phone games and now yeah. uh, they've stolen his entire uh, salary for two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, this was not officially an App Store product, so I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking. Um, all right, Sean, who's Denver's biggest rival in the Western Conference? Well, obviously, Joey, it is the team that took them to four tough, tough games <laughs> in the Western Conference Finals. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are already ready for revenge because of all that tough talk from the Nuggets. I've got to say, to revenge that. I was high on the Lakers until they started doing this this week. Yeah, man, that 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 was like... It was so embarrassing. So for the listeners that don't know, the Lakers all came to training camp and started talking shit about the nuggets talking shit about them. And it's like, you got swept guys. Like, yeah. like you're not <laughs> allowed to be like, Oh, that was so offensive. And it's like, well, it kind of wasn't because they swept you. Yeah. And they are not thinking about you at all. Mike Malone wasn't also Mike Malone was not for the most part, wasn't really even making fun of the Lakers. He was yeah. making fun of the media blowing up the Lakers. Yeah. Like he wasn't, he was making fun of the idea that they were co- that he was constantly getting questions about Rui Hachimura shutting down Nikola Jokic for eight minutes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I like that teams have feuds like that, but this is like you can't do that after you get swept. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You Especially can't worry a about year later. Right. Like it's one like, thing in the heat of the moment after a game, you're like well, mad about some quote. The other thing is that LeBron <laughs> already shot his shot in this by pretending he was going to retire so people wouldn't talk about him getting swept. Yeah. He <laughs> change it three months later to say he was really offended by the trash talk when he was pretending to retire. <laughs> no one believed it, but people had to write these shitty articles the next day like oh is this it for lebron i don't know he's under contract for 48 million dollars last year next year what do you think yeah and he's constantly he's gonna said he's to gonna that? play until his son plays yeah, he's like oh, i'm gonna be in the olympics too it's like, oh he might have quit after that yeah that, it's like come on man oh the, the coach said something in a press conference and we were mad all summer it's like Anthony Davis, it's that is he's asking to tear his Achilles tendon with that kind of behavior. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want it that to happen. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, all right, Sean, who's Denver's biggest rival in the Western Conference? Uh, it's 
I think there's two choices. Mm-hmm. I do think the Lakers will be very good. I don't think that the Nuggets are afraid of them. I think it is either the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors. Mm, Homer, I don't even the Homer think pick. Warriors, I, don't, I just don't think that this is only for matchups. Because, right, because uh, the the Nuggets have not beaten the Golden State Warriors yet, right? Is that why? Like, yeah, they I mean, have yet to show that they've solved could. the Draymond Green, Steph Curry issue, right? Right, and I mean, they played a very competitive five-game series with the Warriors, and they were not concerned about the trash talk afterwards. But yeah, um, that's all I would say, is, is only for matchup purposes. I don't think the Warriors would do well against the Lakers, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily no. think they're... But just in terms of teams that would bother them the most, I think it's those two. It's a weird question. This is a weird thing, but you know who the Nuggets said was the hardest team they played last season? Oh, right. It was it's the, uh, Minnesota the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's true. <laughs> um, which makes sense. Weirdly kind of set up to give the Nuggets problems. Uh, like they, well, yeah, the Nuggets because... sort of don't have a guy who... Uh, like Anthony Edwards is the kind of guy that is hard for them. Um, yeah, and he he was hard for them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, final I'm, question. Yeah, Christian Braun Brown. Yes, sorry, Brown, Chris, Brown. God damn it! That don't think Gundy is the worst. Christian Brown. I think he got fired for talking about that name. <laughs> <laughs> um, how good is he? Is he good? <laughs> It's got to be pretty good, right? He was a rookie playing in the finals. I think he's, I think he's good. He's um, what I was surprised by is I just he has the look of a shorter man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's real. He's, he dunks too. He's like six seven. Yeah. yeah, he's like a. He's just he's better than he looks. It's it's a lot of uh, Austin Reeves is a little bit like that too. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Actually. I mean, I think uh, he's like their Bruce Brown replacement, right? Isn't that yeah, sort of the idea I think, here? I also think that when you play with Jokic, a lot of what you have to do is just not freelance too much and make too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of... It, they added that guy from Gonzaga, and that feels like a dude that's maybe like a low-ceiling, high-floor dude who definitely like knows where when he's supposed to cut you know and Mm -hmm. is like really good at playing a zone and that might just be what they need i mean bruce brown i still don't really understand how they were able to sign him the way they did like didn't people know bruce brown was good for the last three years or something yeah but it was like the gary payton the second thing where it's like they're both two very specific types of players that sort of weren't fitting in whatever weird yeah, ideas. Yeah, when you're like, system, yeah, this guy's 6'5", yeah. and he's a power forward yeah. on offense, but <laughs> yeah. he can guard point guards. And yeah. and I guess he was not really shooting threes that well until the last two years. But, yeah. uh, hey, I, I'm glad he got paid. He's, it's yeah, he rules. The one year. It's a cool deal, yeah. too. I like the Pacers. We'll talk about them later. Yeah. Um, Sean, that's our episode. This is a long one. We went two yeah. hours, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. But we had a lot of sphere talk. We had a lot of sphere. <laughs> um, Sean, we've mentioned it a lot. Uh, the Damian Lillard uh, farewell song. Um, so I figure, well, 
we won't like we don't need to play a song from you we'll just play damian lillard's farewell song out of here right isn't that what we what do we want to do here well i mean i i did write a farewell song oh you did yeah i oh. i did i thought i thought i was getting traded to milwaukee Oh, and I recorded this song. I mean, the the vaccine really just messed with me, man. <laughs> so yeah, oh, you, well, you you can play that. Okay, uh, we'll play my, that. It's my goodbye to round ball. Wait, are you you're are you quitting the show? Oh no, I I thought I was getting traded. That was all. That was oh, all. I thought okay. I was getting traded. And did you request uh, the trade? Well, I I actually asked if you would trade me to um, Dan Lebetard's show. Mm-hmm. And you, well, you weren't responding I, to communication from my agent. So I figured I just I, got really confused. The vaccine got me really fucked up, Joey. I can't. They're not going to trade Stu Gotts for you, though. So I can't I just, take. I I, thought, yeah, there's, I, I, they don't have anything I want, dog. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe I'll trade you to Fast Break Breakfast. If that's what you I mean, want. Well, I. I talk about it a little bit in the in the song. <laughs> okay. Um, but before we get to your song, uh, Sean, is there anything you want to plug? Considering this is your last time on Round Ball, Rock? yeah, it is true. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but yeah, um, I'm gonna be at it's your move, mm-hmm. uh, critical hit at it's your move games on the night of November 18th, and then I'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club uh, November 9th through 11th doing clean comedy two of those nights um (laughs) and then as for me you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz we're on 9 27 23 i quote tweeted a tweet from slim jim that said i can't stop thinking about meat and I said, one time I did a celebrity race with the singer Meatloaf, and all I wanted to do was make sure I beat the meat. Gross! Oh, boy. You're a father. Come um, on, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. I don't want to trade you, Sean. Well, um, I mean, we can talk but, to it. I actually, I'd love to come back. Is uh, it too late? I don't know. It's, you've gone pretty far uh, here. Uh, I should also say real quick. Um, yeah, all I want to say before we go is just prophet, soul rebel, Rasta man, herbs man, wild man, a natural mystic man, ladies man, island man, family man, Rita's man, soccer man, showman, shaman, human, Jamaican. <laughs> podcast but long as there's a warriors broadcast this show will be rewarding and on this our zoom recording pod only knows where i'd be without you if i move to milwaukee I might have to start following hockey The Rambo would not be forgotten And I'd wrestle with Brooke and Robin
Heart only knows what I'd be without you It's been an amazing run here on Round Ball Rock, but it's time to go. I'd never run from the grind, but when Joey wouldn't trade me to the Dan Levitard show, I decided to join Keith Parrish on The Ringer's new podcast, The Re-Breakfestables. I'll miss you all. Corbin, Dubaroo, MyBookie.ag, but Robot, I'll miss you most of all. Heart only knows what I'd be without you. If we stop doing slammed up, you might have to go back to stand up. I hate to put this bluntly, but Senegal's my favorite country. Hot only knows what I'd be without you. Hot only knows. Hot only knows what I'd be without you. Pot only knows, Pot only knows what I'd be without you. Pot only knows, Pot only knows what I'd be without you. Pot only knows, Pot only knows what I'd be without you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.